It's been way too long, gentlemen. It's episode eight, y'all. T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports has not powwowed since the final four. A lot has happened in sports since then, fellas. The North Carolina Tar Heels are national champions. Uh, go St. John's. Never had a doubt. <laughs> the NHL and NBA playoffs are in full swing. The Cavs and Warriors are pretty much running train on everyone again. And the Pittsburgh Penguins look like they may take it all again this year. It's going to be close. Hell, even the 143rd Kentucky Derby was a couple of weeks ago with another favorite always dreaming running away with it. But most importantly, fellas, at least when it comes to this episode, the NFL draft has concluded. It's always an insane amount of buildup leading into the draft, especially when you have one of the earlier picks. We're going to bang out some post-draft opinions. We've got a few Carolina Panther diehards on today. They had the eight pick, and we'll see what they think about the Panthers draft. Crashing the fellas party today. We've got Johnny T. Burzy, Chris Perez, a.k.a. Perez, and a brand new fella calling in from the craziest state of them all, Florida. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Booing the new guy. They call him Hot Tub. We know him as Dustin Miner. Everyone say what's up to Dustin, y'all. What up, what up? I'm just kidding, Dustin. Hey, Love what's you, up, man. Wondering how the, how the other half lives, man. <laughs> Always have shorts on and flip-flops. <laughs> but it's great to talk to you guys from the Queen City once more. That's right. I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator of T-Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports. We appreciate you tuning in to our questionable sports opinions as always. We've got a lot to knock out, gentlemen. Let's get this thing going. So real quick, Dustin Miner, this is your very first time on the show. And we're going to explain how you got here real quick. All right. All right. So Dustin here has been tuning into the show a couple of times. You know, he's a big sports guy. He's a little bit removed from us being in uh, Florida, in South Florida. Nice and warm down there. And Dustin calls me a few weeks back at about, mm, let's say, 2.30. It's about, let's say, after the bar closes. Let's put it that way. And (laughs) Dustin calls me talking junk about the show. And he's telling me. I wouldn't say I was talking junk. I was just a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So he wants to let me know how kindly disappointed he is and how how deeply we delved into the last episode. And he thought that we pretty much agreed on everything too much. And that for most sports yeah, talk. I just feel like you guys are just having a full-on bromance. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, think it was the Jack talking then. I think it's the Jack talking now. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get Dustin on to show him that we don't always agree. It just happened to be on the last episode. You know, we pretty much were on the same train of thought on everything. So, Dustin, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. I'm just going to guide you through it, and we're going to see see what you do, okay? All right. All right. Okay. We kindly disagree with everyone. All right. Dustin's going to try and kindly disagree. You know, on this show, we don't really care about kind. You can just talk as much junk as you want. So that's cool. All right. So we're going to get started with our first segment today. Quick hits in sports. Gentlemen, I need answers in no more than 60 seconds. First question. Conor McGregor agrees to his side of the terms to fight Floyd Mayweather. Uh, Do you think Floyd Mayweather will go through with this fight? And how much money do you think it'll take? Dustin, what is your opinion? I'm going to go with you first. Well, as far as money goes, it'll probably be a number that I can never fathom or understand. 
But I do, I do believe this fight will happen. Um, the last time uh, they interviewed Mayweather, he said it was a 90% chance that he was going to fight again. It was going to be McGregor. And I think just the pressure is going to build up too much on the man. He's going to have to fight the man. Money's going to be there. People want it. It's going to happen. I agree. Johnny, what do you think? Uh, I think that the fight is going to happen. I think I, that they're both going to get paid a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, I'm not as excited about the fight, though, as everybody else, because the fact of the matter is... Floyd uh, Mayweather's going to knock him the fuck out. No, hell no. But the pro- the thing is this. Floyd Mayweather is going to win if it's a decision because they can't afford boxing to take a hit and have a the, one of the best boxers ever to lose to a UFC fighter because that's the big battle is boxing versus UFC. So I think that unless somebody knocks somebody out, it's going to go to Mayweather no matter what the decision because of that. So therefore, it's kind of a bullshit fight, in my opinion. Okay. What about you, P. Russell? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to kindly disagree with uh, what Dustin said. I think that there <laughs> is there. <laughs> I think it is another way. I think it's all about the money. Uh, for Floyd Mayweather, he is not going to lose this fight for no. two reasons. One, because Conor McGregor has a history of gassing out in long matches. And what is Floyd Mayweather? He's the best defensive boxer we've ever seen. He's going to rope a dope. He's going to let Conor McGregor try his hardest to knock him out for about six or seven rounds. You're going to see about in the eighth round, if this fight does occur, um, that's when Floyd Mayweather will go to work. And it'll probably be a decision. And in the end, it's just going to be a letdown. But um, I think Floyd's going to look for at least 75 to 100 mil on his end. I, think, I, I personally think it'll be more than that. Well, you know, without the, that's that's before the TV money, but I think uh, I think it's going to all boil down to money, and uh, you know, I hope to see it. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. All right, next question: Does it feel weird, y'all, to say the Los Angeles Chargers? <laughs> I mean, I can't even get it to come out of my mouth the correct way. Yeah, no kidding, Johnny. What do you think? I I love it. I la la love it. I love saying Los Angeles Chargers. I can't wait to say Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I, I want to go to a, a Panthers game in Vegas. I love it that we're going to these big markets. I know that the South is so anti-cultural being from the Queen City, but I love these big cities. I love getting these big cities involved. I love Vegas even more than L.A., and I can't wait. I have no. I have no problem. I love the point about a Panthers game in Las Vegas for the Raiders. We should all definitely go do that. Yeah, and by the way, that was Dustin, not Johnny. Uh, machines in the aisle. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? Does it feel weird? Uh, it feels weird, but also, you know, you say big cities. You do know that the Charter Stadium is thirty thousand. Uh, they're like, oh, we sold out, but it's the smallest stadium in the NFL. 30,000, that's all it holds. So really, uh, I don't think it's going to be as exciting as people think until they get a new stadium because it's going to be really small. It's going to be like uh, my Division to college football stadium in terms of fans and the amount of people there. Yeah. Uh, I think the Oakland, you know, Oakland Raiders move into Vegas is going to be more exciting than the Chargers move into L.A. In yeah, because no one care about, cared about the Rams, so who cares about the Chargers? What do you think, Perez? I don't think it's any more weird to say than the Charlotte Bobcats were. Okay. Jesus Fair Christ. <laughs> um, but the, uh, I do have a problem with them moving to L.A. Only because I just they couldn't carry a football town before. It's not going to be able to do it now. There's just too much to do on a Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles. Yeah, but you yeah, can say the same thing about San Diego. Well, San Diego doesn't really have that much going on as far as, you know. I mean, I know they have the great weather and all that, but it's not in L.A. Dustin said they got the Padres. Yeah. 
Who gives a well, shit about Dustin, the Padres? Then Dustin, you just, you just proved my point. They got the Padres. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I would pay not to go see the Padres at this Don't point. Don't sell the well vagina short, man. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> San Diego is beautiful, but uh, it's, you know, L.A.'s got some fair weather for fans nobody's from la so it's you know i just don't see it being as exciting being there all right so so what it boils down to is it feels weird more excited about the las vegas raiders yeah absolutely absolutely all right so right now the last quick hit in sports question right now today who are you taking if you have the number one overall pick in your respective fantasy draft for the 2017 season nfl fantasy draft who are y'all taking if you have the number one pick dustin well, for me, um, it's just basically a toss-up between two players. It doesn't really matter if you're PPR or not. And that is um, Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers or David Johnson from the Cardinals. I would lean towards Bell, mainly because we've seen throughout the past that there's always a definite handcuff in the Steelers' backfield. And if, the, if Bell goes down for any reason, we can spy that handcuff in and we can the same production. You don't necessarily get that when you deal with Cardinal running backs. That would be the tiebreaker for me. And so I would take Bell as my number one pick and, and hope that I could get um, his can cup down and later around. Okay, I like that. Johnny, what about you? Uh, I actually have to agree with Le'Veon Bell. One, he's not suspended and be there the whole season. Um, but I would also probably have to go with my boy Odell because uh, three years over 1,000 yards, 100 receptions, and 10 touchdowns in his first three years. And now he's got more weapons alongside of him, so there's going to be less double coverage with Brandon Marshall, Ingram, and my boy Sterling Shepard. So uh, I'm going to have to say Odell just so I don't agree with Dustin. That's a homer pick. Perez, what about you? A lot of mouth to feed there. <laughs> <laughs> there is. I think that... I'm going to have to disagree on the Le'Veon Bell pick. Really? It is a contract year. It is a contract year, but what always happens with the Steelers? Big Ben goes out and they crumble. It happens every single year. And when that when that backup quarterback comes in for the Steelers, then they become completely one-dimensional because they know that they're not going to pass the ball. Who, who's their, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is anymore. Um, I think I, I, I would have to go David Johnson from the Cardinals. He's a workhorse, man. He can do it all. He's... He stays pretty healthy, and um, yeah, I'll go David Johnson. Didn't okay. He, didn't he blow out his knee last year? So he's still got to come back from a knee injury. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he did get hurt from and a towards knee injury. the end of the season. So that means that he may not even start the season. <laughs> Something. Two words. Keep. Two words. Adrian Peterson. I, I don't hate the pick. Like I said, it was a tougher for me. I just like the idea of um, going after Bell's handcuff down later rounds. I just think it's a better insurance and long term policy. I do want to say this though: if it's a PPR league, I know you know we were just talking about regular. If it's a PPR league, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers every day. Aaron Rodgers, huh? Okay, all right. Heard that? Noted. That was the segment of the show, Quick Hits in Sports. It's one of our newer segments. Uh, we try and give the fellas 60 seconds to answer. Normally, we go a little over that. So, <laughs> as a side note to the show, real quick before we get into draft talk, we're going to let Perez and Dustin, who are both North Carolina Tar Heel fans. Talk their junk about the Tar Holes, win it at all. You can say your piece real quick. Just get it out of your system. Go ahead, Dustin. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to gloat too much. I'm actually expecting more greatness this coming year. We're having a great offseason. Boys are coming back. You know, it's just another another day of greatness. 
know, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, fucking Tar Heels. Pires. All right, go ahead, man. Well, I think what's most impressive with this one is the fact that we went, we got there last year and lost. And typically you kind of see a little hangover when that happens. But our boys fought all season through the talk of the Dukes and the Kansases and Kentuckys and all that jazz. You know what? They played their game. They did their thing. And they got that ring. <laughs> well, what? I knew and, and, guess what and, guess, and guess what, guys? Guess who has more championships than Duke once again? Oh, Boom. Man. Here we go. Here we go. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof, baby. The oh, ceiling is the roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, it's going to be a great year. Eric Berry's coming back, and he was basically the best player on our team, other than Jackson. It's going to be a big problem for the whole ACC. They were talking about the Hornets drafting Jackson, so that might be interesting. That would be amazing. That would be like the most ideal situation, and that guy has all the tools. He Man, I completely disagree with you, Dustin. For Justin, <laughs> for Justin Jackson, no, for no, for Justin Jackson's sake, I hope Hornets don't draft him. <laughs> this is where good, this is where good players come to die, man. Oh, come on, man, stop! <laughs> all right, we're moving on from this. All right, all right, enough tar hole talk. We're done with all that. All right, so I will just like to extend my congratulations to both of you. It was a great season for the Tar Heels. I'm not going to talk about them again until I talk about my hatred for them next season. All right, Thank so you. we're moving on to our main topic of the day, the NFL draft, fellas. We got Panthers fans all up in the house today. Johnny, you are far outnumbered, sir, as a Giants fan. Let's get y'all's thoughts on how this all went down. We'll kind of start at the top of the draft here. First overall pick, Miles Garrett from Texas A&M. Do you think he's going to be a pro bowler? Perez, what do you think? <laughs> Oh man, poor Miles Garrett going to <laughs> Cleveland. You know, it's just it's a uh, it's so rough to be like the you know one of the best players in the draft and have to go to a team like that. I think he has. I think he'll be a Pro Bowler. Um, when does the first contract run out and he can leave Cleveland? <laughs> Five, years Five years from now. If so, yeah, I think. I think in 2022, he might have the opportunity to make a Pro Bowl. Hey, man, I'd rather be on the Browns than uh, the Jets or the Bears right now. They're going, I think. At least the Browns got a lot of young talent. I mean, they did really well in the draft, and I think that they have potential hey. in the next couple of years, too. If they get a quarterback, Listen, they got a chance. They said they did really well in the draft when they drafted Manziel, too. So, I don't know. I'm well, just saying. Hey, you know when Miles Garrett's going to be a pro bowler? Browns picks this year as well. I'm, I'm actually on that bandwagon. I thought they had one of the most amazing drafts I've ever seen them do. They I did. Yeah, no, I don't think a, that they're they going to do draft. well, but I think that they have the potential to continue to build on it where the Jets and the Bears are going in the wrong direction. They're, they don't have a plan at least the Browns are, are making moves and getting people around, and they just got to hope to find a quarterback in the next couple of years. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I think that Miles Garrett, whether he's on the Browns, the Jets, the Texans, it doesn't matter. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler no matter what. I think psychologically, well, big, I think he's a little soft. The big knock on Garrett is his passion for the game and his will to want to go out there and you know give it 100% every game. So how is he going to feel when he's losing 15 out of 16 games. You know when he's going to be a pro bowler in um, 
contract years. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. At least there's nothing yeah, to do in Ohio. I mean, are you saying, like, oh, is he going to have one good year in his whole life? No, yeah, like I a multiple, multiple pro bowler. I would disagree. I think I he might say, he might make know, two shots. look at Miles Garrett, I, I, I say maybe his ceiling is, like, a Mario Williams. Like, and, I, and he doesn't really have a lot of speed. Yet it, it doesn't really pop off the end like you really want. I mean... I think I think if he has a Mario Williams type of career, I think that would be successful for him. But I don't really think Mario Williams was everything that we thought he was going to be when he came out. Oh, he definitely and, didn't live up to it. No, absolutely not. I agree. And that's what I think that I'm going to see from Miles Garrett, especially in the situation of being at Cleveland. I think that's what you would hope, and it might be a little less. <laughs> and, you know, I think it was a good pick by them that not to get enamored by, you know, the quarterbacks and, you know, the situation they were in. I think they got two of the best defensive playmakers in this draft by getting Garrett and Peppers, not to mention uh, UNC Charlotte's own Larry, the best the defensive tackle Larry. From yeah, Larry Ogunjobi. Yeah, he was the best defensive player on that team. They did really good job in this draft, so... I don't know. I don't. I, maybe, maybe a few cold Pro Bowls from Miles Garrett. God, I just like to kindly disagree with you. So that's all this is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's going to be a hell of a player, um, and especially adding young talent also on the defensive line. I think you could be potentially looking at uh, the Lions, Detroit Lions defensive line a couple years ago when they drafted Dominic Sue and. Um, what was it? uh Farley Fairley Nick Fairley Nick Fairley from Auburn. Um you know put Nick Fairley as Larry Ogunjobi and then you got Miles Garrett and uh they got a decent secondary. I love that he attempted that last name. I wasn't going for it. <laughs> I actually Dustin, it's funny I wrote it down man cuz that was the one thing I was going to talk about was UNCC my alma mater <laughs> having a guy drafted first pick in third round which is exciting. Got a whole hey, bunch like other guys are doing research out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so all right, so the Bears had the number two pick, so we'll move on to that. What the fuck are the Bears doing? Y'all are UNC Carolina fans, right? Do you think that Mitch Trubisky was worth what the Bears gave up for him at the two spot? Let's just start with this. First of all, quarterbacks drafted 50% do not do anything in the NFL. 50%. So you have a one in two chance of... Uh, a, you know, drafting quarterback and actually being somewhat successful. And that's just staying in the NFL. So that right there makes me uh, nervous right off the bat, drafting somebody so high. Well, for the Bears to move up one spot, it's, they got San Francisco's pick. They gave up two third-round picks and a fourth-round pick for one position spot to get this guy with 13 starts. Didn't they also get a first round next year? No. Oh, they, didn't yeah, get they did not. They made out so sweet. Guys, what happened is Solomon Thomas is going to be a stud. <laughs> so you're on now, San they, Francisco's side. <laughs> they did get a couple of those picks back, pick backs later in the draft, I think in the second or third round. But I think what happened is the Bears general manager lost a bet to John Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why you would ever give up that much to trade up for Mitch Trubisky. I'm a Carolina fan. The guy, the guy's good, and I like the fact they take him in the two hole. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like, 
come on, man. That was the dumbest. That's that's dumber than some of the moves I've seen the Hornets make. Did so. you see uh, John Lynch? They had a transcript of him after the Bears made the pick. Uh, he thought that he was be- basically being punked. He didn't think that they actually <laughs> took him, and he didn't believe them when they told him that he took Trubisky the second pick because he obviously was not going to take him. And he couldn't believe that they gave up every all of that to move up one spot yeah, <laughs> for somebody they weren't going to take anyway. That's so crazy. Have you have you guys ever seen that Tom Cruise meme where he's just like dying out laughing like on the Oprah show? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly the way John Lynch looked when they took Mr. Trubisky <laughs> with that second pick. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I believe like all Tar Hill fans, when we heard Mitch Trubisky was even a uh, first rounder, we all were looking around like this. <laughs> This, this might be a little bit of a joke. Because <laughs> okay. Well, hey, listen, guess what? We would have guess what? We would have we won a lot won a lot more games if they would have given the dang ball to Elijah Hood and let him run down their throats. Yeah, shout out was, to Charlotte Catholic High School, by the way, Elijah Hood. I was I was upset most of the season because they were letting him throw so much and we had a stud like Elijah Hood that would get like he had some games where he'd get like ten or twelve carries. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that was dumb. That's just like, dumb. Just, he needs to get 20 to 25 carries at least in a game. I don't care how good Mitch Trubisky is. Yeah, that's poor coaching. I personally think Mitch Trubisky could be okay, but definitely not worth what <laughs> what they gave no. up for him. And so. I feel like all the quarterbacks. Not worth what they gave up. For yeah, all the quarterbacks not. this year, I feel like were second tiered quarterbacks. I don't yep. really think that anybody stood out. So, like, you know, the Giants, for example, drafted Davis Webb in the third round, the 87th overall pick, who was supposed to be a top five pick and potentially first rounder. So, there were definitely options to wait and not use the second overall pick or third overall pick. I personally think Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback in yeah. this draft. So, I think but that was yeah, it. Hands down. I, and the Texans, good for them, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. They, I actually wouldn't mind them being kind of good. Yep, they got him at the 12th. All right, we're going to move on. Leonard Fournette gets picked at four by the Jags. I I personally thought he would have been the perfect fit for the Panthers and their style of offense. Uh, do you think he's a good pick for the Jags? Where they're headed right now, they've got a couple of good receivers. Do you think that was a good pick for them? Do you wish that he had fallen to the Panthers to all my Panthers fans in the room? At the Here, I'll answer first since I'm not a Panthers fan in the room, but uh, I think that Fournette is going to be a really good running back. The only problem that I see is that uh, the quarterback situation in Jacksonville is a little sketchy, so if they just load the box, then they're going to take the running game out, Um, and he also really is not a receiving back, so um, I think it does potentially could hurt him in the system that he's going to be playing in, and they got to really figure out the QB situation for him to be able to maximize his abilities, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's going to be a beast, and I think he will play for a long time, and I think he will get thousand yard years. But um, I think he may go up and down, like kind of like Legarrette Blunt, where he's more of a goal line back. I don't know. I think he's way more talented than that. Speed yeah, is, I'm gonna, he's I'm got gonna have to agree faster. with Thomas on that one. Uh, Dustin, what do you think? I think Leonard Fournette would probably be a good fit for any team in the NFL. Um, I think he's your prototypical running back. He's everything you're looking for. He's a downhill runner. He can probably he can block really well, um, and he can protect the quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna be an MJD for this team. Um, they and um, I actually disagree. I think Blake Bortles. Um, I know he, a lot of his yards come in garbage time, but they didn't protect him that well. But they do have enough playmakers. They have enough playmakers on defense too. Um, as far as going down to the Panthers, I would have loved to see him go. He that's you're right on the money. Um, if he would have dropped to the Panthers, it would have been a no-brainer. Oh man! Um, and I, I, but you know that was very wishful thinking. 
um, on our part if anyone thought that was going to happen. I thought it was going to um, happen, man. I dreamed about hey, it. Hey, I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have an overall better never, season. never going to happen. Guys, never. did any of you did any of you even watch Jacksonville play any games last year? Yeah. Do you, Blake Borders is I, really I, bad. He's the worst quarterback in the league. Up. The running back last year, uh, who, who was the starting running back for Jacksonville last year? T.J. Yeldon started, but then they brought in Chris Ivory. And they also have Denard Robinson. They got enough. He's not a real running back. back. <laughs> Denard yeah, Robinson is not. Denard a real Robinson's player. a return guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I wish he. I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I wish he had fallen to us. But we're going to actually move on to the Panthers pick. They had the eighth overall pick. And took Stanford running back and Heisman nominee Christian McCaffrey, who had nineteen over nineteen hundred all-purpose yards last year, was ranked first in all-purpose yards last year in the NCAA. Jamal Adams was right there with the sixth pick to the Jets, and I, I he is an absolute shutdown corner. I really, when he got past the first five picks, I really wanted him, but I am very very happy with the Christian McCaffrey pick. My question to you guys, do you think he'll be a better running back or a better wide receiver, Dustin? I think he'll be a better wide receiver. Okay. Um, he's just not big enough. I think the ceiling for McCaffrey, in my eyes, would be Darren Sproles. Um, if we could get the production that Darren Sproles has given through his career, if we could get that out of McCaffrey, then I think as Panther fans, we should be satisfied. But that's pretty much what I see. I think he's going to... I mean, we're going to use them all over the field, just like Darren Sproles is. We're going to create mismatches. We're going to put him against linebackers mm-hmm. because he's, they're going to, he's going to break their ankle. Okay. p what do you think? Well, I think he's going to be a better running back because that's what he is. He's a running back. He's not a wide receiver. I know they're going to put him in the spot, but this guy's got talent. I know well, he... Well, do you, I mean, do you think he's going to... I mean, is he a between-the-tackles kind of runner? Like... Well, we all know that he's not a between-the-tackles kind of runner, but they're not going to use him like that. They're going to – we have a between-the-tackles kind of runner. His name's Jonathan Stewart, and he's – you know, he, he'll he be just fine. And I think this is a nice compliment to John. To John, like like he's your boy, like you've been hanging out. <laughs> this is my boy. But, yeah, man, I mean, we needed a guy like this. I, I, I look at Christian McCaffrey as – and you know what? If his ceiling is Darren Sproles, that's not a terrible ceiling. No, it's not. But – I think that he's more of a Jamal Charles type. I didn't mean to say that as if it was a terrible ceiling. I just don't want people to think of they're going to get something else. Like, I don't want the expect, expectation. Like, winner for death is something that is a, more of a Jonathan Stewart kind of player. And this right. is not what we have. What we have here is more what, which I also really like what the Panthers did, by the way, is we're kind of creating this. This is a copycat league, and I've always wondering why more teams don't copy what the Patriots do on offense by using more tight ends and running backs to create mismatches against linebackers that can't cover these guys. And that's what the Panthers are trying to do by getting these two running back wide receiver hybrid players like a James White guy so we can create these mismatches all over the field where you don't know where the ball's going to go. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. He gives Cam the option to scramble too because these guys can make plays down the field. When it, when it breaks loose, all bets are off. My biggest problem with this pick is, all right, say you split Christian McCaffrey out wide and he's running these short crossing routes and all that. 
Cam Newton, maybe his worst executed play is a screen pass. You know what I'm saying? Like Cam Newton has a problem running short passes. He overthrows people. He's not accurate at all. I think he's better in the intermediate game personally because he can like step back and sling it. But I don't think he has a whole lot of touch to his ball. And I think that yeah, that's, that's where it's going to be a problem. I think we need to come to the realization that Cam's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's Cam. And he had his MVP season when he was running the ball. I agree and with I that. And I, I know that people are so worried now about you know him getting hurt and all this stuff. But when Cam runs the ball like with purpose and with intention, he hurts other people. That's true. <laughs> that's true. He needs to go into it not being fearful. He just needs to be Cam. And you know what? Cam might not have a long career like Tom Brady, but he might have a really damn good short career. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So listen, I totally agree with that. Johnny. I just wanted to laugh something. It's like, I, I personally, I, I, you mentioned you would have took Jamal Adams there. Yes. And I would be interested to hear what p Reds would have took there. I personally, if I, like I said, I, I think this is a copycat league. I would have tried to copycat the Patriots and I would have took OJ Howard, the tight end there. From from Alabama because I think he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer and I think we're going to have a big problem with him being on Tampa and we might have like a Kellen Winslow situation that we're going to be dealing with for a long time. Oh, screw Kellen Winslow. Johnny, I mean, Johnny wanted to chime in real quick. Hold on. What I was going to say is uh, I would compare him more to a Danny Whitehead in, with McCaffrey. Oh, come on. What do you mean? Oh, come on. Whitehead is a receiving back, a little guy, fast as shit, averages. He's been putting up when he's healthy, 1,200, 1,300 all-purpose yards. Now, Dude, here's McCaffrey the thing. Would, McCaffrey would truck Danny Whitehead. Get Whitehead <laughs> out of here, man. Whitehead is the same, Whitehead's bigger than Darren Sproles. So how are you going to say that he'd be a Darren Sproles, a little guy, but then say that he would truck I'm, Whitehead? I'm here's the thing. I'll tell you this right now. The problem is, and Darren Sharper said it, is that if Christian McCaffrey was black and not white, he would have been a top 10 pick, no questions asked, and he possibly would have been picked ahead of Leonard Fournette. But with the history of white running backs, you have Peyton Hillis, who had one good year, got on the Madden cover, and then Shoot never heard from him again. <laughs> and then you had a guy like Mike Allstott, who wasn't even a running back, he was a fullback. A fullback. <laughs> but other than that, and besides Danny White... You name another. I think Robert Smith was half white. Yeah, but still half. <laughs> Does that count? But no, but they do say that if he wasn't white, that this would be a completely different conversation. Oh, that's an interesting point. Uh, you know and like I said, this was actually talked about by NFL players, and they all said the same thing, that it's the fact of the matter is people don't trust white running backs. If he was an actual receiver, this would be not an issue, but okay. it's because he's a running back. Fair enough. Fair Who enough. this giant fan on this show, man? Get me out of here. <laughs> All right, we got to keep going here. We got to move it along. All right, so sticking with the Panthers, Dave Gettleman, the Panthers GM, this dude has a habit of drafting the same position multiple picks in a row in the draft. <laughs> uh, there was Starla Tulele and KK Short a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, he picked three corners back to back to back in the 2016 draft. And now this year, with the Panthers' second pick, they took Ohio State's Curtis Samuel, which he essentially does the same exact thing that Christian McCaffrey does. Only they technically list him as a wide receiver, but he does play running back as well. Uh, so my question to y'all is, do you support the strategy of drafting for positional needs or taking the best player available, especially when you have picks that are valuable in the first four rounds? Dustin. You know, this second round pick, I like to say, I was sitting in my room and then I was like, here we go again. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> the Carolina Panthers take another wide receiver in the second round, and I can go through them all. You know, I can go through Imani Edwards, yep. Devin Funches, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dwayne Jarrett. From my boy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Here, we, and then I get this Buckeye guy that I barely heard of. And, you know, you know, on what, you know, I, I hope, I mean, I love Devin Funches. Don't get me wrong, but he hasn't proved anything yet. Not, he's not been worth a second-round pick yet. Um, and none of these wide receivers that we ever do in the second round ever seem to pan out for us. <laughs> we always get these hybrid players in the second round, and then we end up throwing them away. I don't know. So, if, did, we, did, we didn't draft Armani in the second round, did we? We traded a pick away to get Armani Edwards. Everyone buy the damn jersey. Oh, my God. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go Google it. That wasn't um, on Dave Gettleman, though. That was, that was, you know what? I really wouldn't be surprised if Ray Caruth was drafted in the second <laughs> I think he was actually <laughs> Ray Caruso. Honestly, I think that uh, I think it. I was a little confused when they did it when they took him second round, also because he's very similar. But if you look at it, and then if they start doing some gimmick plays, you got a lot of options because they could start out in the backfield. You can have McCaffrey and Samuels in the backfield, and then have them spread out right before you know and move them around. And you're going to have a lot of mismatches because of the speed. They have really good hands. They have potential of doing, uh, you know, running plays, uh, reverses. Exactly. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's why they did this is because there's not a defense in this league right now that has enough defensive players to be able to keep up with Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel coming out of the backfield and to be able to have a spy or whatever you're going to put on Cam in case he decides to run. It creates mismatches for every defense. I hope it works out. And don't be dissing my boy Ray Cruz, man. He killed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That was that was such a distasteful yeah. joke, there, dude. The other thing that we're forgetting is that you know you have both of them, yeah, yeah, both of them with Cam Newton, but you're forgetting about your actual wide receivers that are also going to be on the field. So there's going to be a lot of mismatches. You're going to have linebackers covering one of these guys, and they're going to get open and be able to take off. Exactly, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna have the cornerbacks downfield. Our linebacker is going to have to cover one of these guys. So all right, well, all right, let me stop this real quick. Y'all are not answering my question. D- Johnny, I'm going to just go around the room. Yeah. Drafting for positional need or best player available? Well, the Giants do best player available. Best player available. Okay. We always do Dustin, that. Dustin, what about you? Positional need or best player available? I'd say in the first round, it's a best player available. After that, it's um need. Okay. Pires. Uh I disagree with Dustin. I think that... It, <laughs> do you I, kindly disagree? <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm, I'm going to rough it up a little now. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not... I'm pissed about that one. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think that you always draft for positional need, and if your guy's not there, then you take best available. Well, it also should matter on what your team needs. Like, for example, the Giants only had one starter on offense and defense that didn't return. So, like, they have the ability to go best player available. Now, if you have a team like the Jets, where you have 50 fucking positions available out of the 50 three-man roster, then you may have to kind of sink in and hone in on specific players. So I also think it has to do with where your team's at, what position they're at, and also then what draft pick is there. You know, later in the rounds, I think you can go best player available more than you would necessarily the first five picks. Yeah. Guys, I don't, I don't, I think, I think that most teams will go, most teams go positional need because otherwise Jamal Adams would have probably been pick number one. Would he not? I mean, uh, I think Miles player. Garrett was and always think, you know, in every draft. Eventually, the position gets all taken up, so you just gotta take a best player available. I would, I would just like to. Well, if all the best players are available technically in the first round, then I would say you would take the best player available. 
then eventually in the middle rounds, you're going to go from need, and then all of them are just going to be, you know, darts anyway, so you're just going to go after the best talent that you can find in a later round. Right, right. No, I, I tend to agree with that. As much as I fucking hate to agree with you, I tend to agree with that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the Giants took a tight end where I think we had more need at offensive line. We had a bigger need at even defensive tackle at that point. We got a good defensive tackle second round, but we went with, on our board, you know, the Giants draft board, the best available player opposed to going after and reaching potentially for an offensive lineman that later in the first round wasn't necessarily the best option. Right, right, right. More of a gamble. Okay, well, let's talk a little post-draft best offense. This is a Bleacher Report ranking that I saw. They did a best offense post-draft. Browns had the first overall pick. They're ranked 28th. <laughs> so, and they didn't address... Uh, offense whatsoever. So, oh, yeah, uh, QB. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what, what happens with them. Johnny's Giants over here picked at 23. They got Evan Ingram from uh, Ole Miss. He's the tight end. He's badass. They're ranked as the eighth best offense, and that's because they got Odell Beckham and now Brandon Marshall and this dude and Sterling Shepard, except for they don't really have a running back. So, I'd actually like to hear your thoughts on that real quick. Well, actually, um, I think that their running back situation is actually going to be a little bit better than what. People are expecting um, Perkins, who was their uh, third round pick last year or no fifth round pick last year. He actually uh, turned it on the last four weeks. And that's why they didn't resign or actually that's why they released R Rashad Jennings. Um, they also got Gelleman, uh, who I think is going to be an in between the tackles kind of beast mode type of running back. So that way they have the speed and Perkins and then they have Gelman who's going to be more of like a Brandon Jacobs. Um, so really, I think that with the receivers and the talent that they have, the running game is going to open up more because they're going to have to play. They're not going to be able to play as many guys in the box as they typically would with that many weapons. I mean, Ingram is more of a receiver than he is a tight end. Yeah, no, also. he's going to be good. He's going to be good. So I think Dude, that, those, uh, those running lanes will open up if, they can, if those, those new running backs can dance like Rashad Jennings. Yeah, <laughs> dancing with the stars. No kidding. He's winning. <laughs> Did the Giants get the, play, get the pleasure of playing the Panthers this year? I don't no, think so. we don't. No, this is two years. We in a row went three we years played. in a row. We played you guys, and then uh, the preseason four, so four years, and then we haven't played last year. This year, next year, I think we play again. Yeah. All right. So the Panthers were ranked 19 after the draft in this little ranking that Bleacher Report did. And me personally, I think that's a crazy number that we're bottom half of the league offense. I think a lot of that has to do with how shitty we played last year. Um, I personally think our offense is sick as we sit today. Your offensive line is the big question mark. You got your boy Michael or that's got arrested again the other day. Uh, They're not even sure he's actually going to play. No, for us I know. This year. They may not even have him on the team, but that's okay because he didn't really play for us last year either. So, but I think this dude, I, hate to, drafted. I hate to tell you, but uh, our best wide receiver needs to lay off the freaking biscuits and gravy, man. Hey, no one needs to lay off the biscuits <laughs> and gravy, bro. Kelvin's looking a little husky, bro. Maybe looking pretty thick out there, dude. Yeah, he does look pretty thick. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, just throw it up, though. You got speed now with your two draft picks, and then you just got him going straight up the line and just throwing it up in the air. Just as a side note to KB, I think uh, Calvin Benjamin's problem is he has a little bit of Julius Peppers in him, a little bit of no heart when it counts. So yeah. um, just as a quick side note as to the top three offenses, the Pats were at number one, Steelers at number two. I know Dustin's kind of a 
side Steelers fan and the Packers at number three. And I think that's pretty right on right there. I do want to say last year, the Giants, not this past season, the season before Giants defensively were ranked 29th, moved up to three. And then they were ranked, I think, 27th last year offense. And they're already projected to be eight. If they move up in the top 10, it'll be the first time that a team ever moved from the bottom, basically the bottom four in defense to the top two, bottom to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't be bitter, man. Four trophies, baby. Donnie, you know, you know when they, uh, you know when their offense fell in the rankings is when uh, OBD had to go against our boy Josh Norman. That's right. <laughs> you do know that he put up over 100 yards and had Here we go. a touchdown, <laughs> interceptions. People quickly forget that he still he had more yards. Heat up on each other. <laughs> he had more yards than Julio Jones and AJ right, Green combined. I'm done with Odell Beckham talk. All right, so real quick, combined. Your per- <laughs> I want y'all's personal grades. So, so, We'll see. Personal grades for your respective teams. Johnny, go first. I'm going to give him a B just for the fact that we didn't address the offensive line at all. And um, I was kind of shocked that they took a tight end. Uh, I think there was linebackers available. There was a lot of really good players that we could have uh, stacked our defense a little bit more. Uh, I think the signing of Brandon Marshall kind of solidified our offense. But, you know, um, I think the defensive tackle second round was excellent. I think Gellman fourth round, which I projected. That's right. I said it. Um, (laughs) I think that was a good move. Um, And then there's a bunch of actually undrafted free agents that I'm excited about. Uh, So I think uh, a B at this point in stage of the game just for not addressing the offensive line. Okay. Uh, Dustin. Um, I give my Carolina Panthers a C plus. They didn't piss me off, but they didn't make me happy. They did, They basically did what I always seen them do. Um, we made a, another mistake by drafting a wide receiver in the second round, but we do what we do best, and that's what we get great corners late in the draft. And Corn Elder yes, from Miami I agree. Is a, was a really great pick by the Carolina Panthers. We have really good scouting when it comes to corners. And also, I like what we did outside the draft, an undraft free agent, I love that we got the linebacker from Clemson, Bauer. He was defensive presence for that Clemson team last year that won the national championship. Agreed. He's going to fit just like with the Carolina Panther linebacker crew. He was a steal there. And I also love that we got the guy on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. I forget the defensive end from Texas A&M, but we yeah, got I, the guy on the other side. Yeah, I think and he's going to be good. That guy is a ball hawk. He just grabs fumbles. Mm-hmm. He's always aware of the football. He's going to take a really big step by being a part of this Panther team, by having some people like Juan Short and Starr on, the, uh, on, on that line. He's going to be able to flourish on that right side. He doesn't need to be on the left or right. He doesn't need to be our best defensive end rusher. So I love those picks in particular. But I thought, like I said, I think McCaffrey, I would have took O.J. Howard at number one, and I would have took the running back like Joe Mixon or Cook from FSU at number two in the second round instead of what we did in the first. But as the um, draft played out, I thought the Panthers did a really good job late. And I thought what we did outside of the draft was really great by them, too. So okay. I'm looking forward to it. You guys also got that uh, offensive lineman, Martin. I think he's going to end up being a starter for you uh, right out the gate. And he was undrafted free agent. Yep. Um, so I think you guys did make good moves uh, are outside we, um, of the draft. Are we ranking? Are we giving them the rank in the draft? Or are you wanting us to rank them through like A, one B, through 32? A, B, C. Uh, this is great for your team. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give them a C. Um, we're the third best offense in our division, and that blows. Um, we have to go up against a high-powered uh, Tampa Bay young offense now, and not to mention the best offense in the league. I thought last year, uh, Atlanta. Uh, so it's a good thing that we're pretty good defensively. Um, I just have to say that I hope we're not so bad that I have to get excited about undrafted free agents. <laughs> I think honestly, man, I think, uh, I think Atlanta's going to fall off a little bit. I think Tampa is the team that you got to worry about. I think with their youth I'm, and I'm, speed. I, I thought Tampa's draft was amazing. I, I'm really, I was really impressed with them. Got OJ hey. Howard. You, you know hey. how I feel about that guy. So. And they got, I think OJ Mayo was top five best players in the draft, but you know what Tampa Bay really did? They got a lot of really good undrafted free agents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think OJ Howard, I don't think OJ Howard's going to be what well, you think, Dustin. Jackson, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, Sparian Jenkins, Doug, they got Doug Martin, they got Charles Sims, now they got OJ Howard. All right, we're getting off track here. We don't care. We don't care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Perez, what was your actual grade? A C? A C, and I want to have to get. I want to give a shout out to my boy Tony Romo, um, best undrafted free agent ever. I think. <laughs> <sighs> on his retirement. Victor Cruz was an undrafted free agent. I have agent. a feeling Perez is making digs at Dustin here. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Honestly, man, I think your OJ Howard boy is going to be an Eric Ebron. I don't think he's actually going to be spectacular. I think he's just going to be an average tight end. I don't see him doing anything crazy. I think the dude from Florida is going to be uh, better than he is, but I can't pronounce his name. Hey, I just need to clarify. I was making digs at uh, Johnny, not Dustin. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. We got to move on. We got to move on. It's time to try and finish up this episode of T-Bosh and the Fellas. But first, we've got some obnoxious questions that need some answers, y'all. It's time for everyone's favorite game. Pick one. I ask some occasionally horrific and pretty much always inappropriate questions, and the fellas must decide which scenario they would endure. Okay, let me start here. For anyone that hasn't heard this, I make this really simple. I give the fellas two options. They have to choose which situation they would endure over the other. We try and keep it sports related, but it gets a little weird. So let's start. This may currently be the worst job in America, folks. Would you rather have to be the one guy that has to explain to the entire country all the nonsense that comes out of the president's stupid, stupid mouth? Donald Trump's press secretary, a la Sean Spicer, or... Be the catcher in a play at the plate where Mike Trout, a huge gentleman, mind you, is rounding third with some pretty malicious intentions of making you drop the ball by fracturing as many bones in your body as humanly possible. You've officially been pummeled at the plate and he scored, by the way. So are you taking press secretary or a pummel at the plate from Mike Trout? Dustin. Um, so do I want bodily harm or verbal harm? Do you want to have to hide in bushes when you uh, get out of your conference calls and press conferences? I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, a lot of people already hate me anyway, so I don't really care more, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're also a catcher too, Dustin, so what does that, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I guess, I guess, um, now, do I get shot out even though I get, like, totally killed, or does it, he, is he safe? Uh, yeah, he's safe, bro. This is all on you. Uh, you dropped the yeah. ball. Oh, uh, I dropped the ball. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that changed everything. 
<laughs> yeah, he, you dropped the ball, uh, homie. I mean, I guess, I guess I'll take it from Trout. Fuck it. All right, all right. He's taking the pummeling. Johnny, what about you? Oh, I'm, t- I'm taking the pummeling, pummeling from Trout. In the hospital, but it's like a whole lifetime of uh, embarrassment. Yeah, true. Johnny. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the hit from Trout. <laughs> There's no way that I am siding or or teaming up with with the Trumpster. Especially that my brother is such a diehard Republican, I can never be on the same side as him. It's kind of like it's kind of like this show, you know. Until uh, Dustin got on board, we all agreed. Everybody agreed with everybody. Then Dustin gets involved, and now there's a war. Yeah, no, I'm taking Trout. <laughs> He's taking Trout. Perez, what about you? Oh, it's not even a contest. I'm taking press secretary because two reasons. One. <laughs> One, I'll have excellent job security. <laughs> and, and two, I get my own character on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, well that, that makes sense. Job security, though, I don't really agree with. How many people has already been fired or had to resign Under Trump in like three months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just you, saying, you'd, you'd be a busy guy with all the stuff that Trump says. Yeah, 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 yeah that's absolutely. True. That's you, true. You'd be busy all the time. All right, next big one. Would you rather be sitting at a minor league baseball game, stuffing your face with hot dogs and beer, enjoying the gluttony of dollar beer night, and out of nowhere, you take a line drive foul ball to the face? No permanent damage, but your face is pretty jacked up for the better part of a month. <laughs> or, or... Would you rather have, and Dustin, I don't know what your relationship status is, but I know with these guys, uh, (laughs) would you rather have your significant other turn into a crazy cat lady out of the blue, just completely out of the blue? (laughs) There was none, and now there are 20, and, and, (laughs) and you cannot leave her. Wait, she gets, she gets, like, multiple personality all of a sudden? No, cats. She's got 20 cats now. 20 cats. There was none. Now there are 20. And you cannot leave this chick, by the way. (laughs) Okay. All right, Dustin, what do you think? This is, this is already, this decision has already been made for me when I was born. (laughs) Okay. I'm highly allergic to cats. Okay. Yeah. I literally die. (laughs) You would die. I am taking, I, I, and I was going to record this so I could put it on my fucking Instagram. (laughs) It would be awesome. But <laughs> I, and I probably would become like an internet sensation with all the likes with my hot dog and cheese just flying up in the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the internet fame and not dying. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, Johnny. What about you? No, it's funny. Uh, I am highly allergic to cats. Also, so realistically, I would be able to leave my girlfriend. When I'm six feet under the ground. Okay, um, all right, true. And I also hate cats. So I'm going to go with taking a ball to the face. And I don't mean balls to the face, Dustin's second job. I mean <laughs> baseball to the face. Why is. <laughs> all right, Perez, what about you? Well, uh, the last night game I went to, actually, uh, we were on the third baseline and. Thing is like the third or fourth inning, pop foul, ball coming our way. My one of my very good friends, Brian, he was there with us with his little boy, and uh, he went to save the day and try to grab and try to catch the ball with both of his bare hands. Went through his hands and popped his boy right in the face. Oh, uh, so I have to call him out on that because um, I, I told him that I will never let his son forget that the rest of his life. Um, 
I think I got to I got to take the the baseball to the face because if I if the six year old can handle it, I, I should be able to. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's true. All right. So the very last pig one, and this is going to be tough. I'm just saying, y'all. Would you rather have a midget? Walk in front of, and okay, oh, I, all right, listen, and now I'm being, politi- <laughs> I'm going to try and be as politically correct about this as I can. All right. They prefer little people. <laughs> Dustin said yes, I don't care what the other option is. All right, so would you rather have a midget slash little person slash vertically challenged person <laughs> walk in front of you a li- just a little slower then you need to be going at all times everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or would you rather have Geno Smith as the starting quarterback of your football team? <laughs> oh man. Hello, dude. Give me a midget. I have it on a leash. <laughs> no, um, no, no. This has to be humane. <laughs> yeah, you don't own the midget. It's just always in your way. Yeah, it's like can it's I just going a little slower. Can, in your- can, I, can I convince them to dress up in like a oompa or maybe someone from the Shire? That would be great. From the oh, my shire. God. This is like a dream of mine. I'm taking midget. Johnny. Well, I do have some experience with midgets. Yeah, we're not getting into that on this show. That I've had sex with a midget oh, here we go. in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> um, what, was, what was his name, Johnny? Uh, Chris, I thought I thought it was you. No, uh, I, uh, I can't stand people walking slow in front of me. <laughs> Can, so, like, picture it. Imagine uh, how annoying I would it end would end up be. kicking the midget. So, being that I already have experience with midgets, and I'm allowed to call them midgets because, you know, that's what happens when you have sex with them. Um, I'm going, unfortunately, Geno Smith as my star quarterback because, essentially, that realistically could be the possibility for my team since he is the backup quarterback yeah. for the Giants. So, be like, it's hurt. That is what I'm going to be doing. with. When I wrote with. this, I totally forgot that. <laughs> uh, oh, p what about Gino. you, man? I would pick the midget under two conditions. One, <laughs> I, one, I get a theme. I get a theme song as I walk around all day. <laughs> Something that you know, a little catchy tune. And when the midget gets tired, they get to ride a tricycle. <laughs> well, I would have picked a unicycle. Oh my god! No tricycle. Like the tricycle. All right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so that, oh my yep. god! Oh, we yeah. all went with the midget. The Is that all right, the Dustin? Halloween costume possibilities with me and my midget. Is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like Ash Ketchum. I'm gonna dress him up like Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> you guys realize we're all going to hell for that. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> hey, I tried to keep it PC. I just let y'all do your thing. <laughs> I just let y'all do your thing. I'm literally in tears. Okay. All right, gentlemen. We are way over time. That's it. We're done. I think the audience (laughs) officially submits. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, We got to get out of here. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't give a shout out today. Yeah, give a quick shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to San Diego, (laughs) California for losing their football team. (laughs) I feel your pain. All right. Thank you, P-Rez. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. 
just uh, one more shout out to the best unrestricted free agent ever, Tony Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time and hopefully not the last time thank you Mr. Hot Tub hey, you, it was a pleasure gentlemen thanks for having me and uh, shout out to all the Penguins fans out there we got game 7 tomorrow let's go to another Stanley Cup there you go episode 9 we're talking NBA championship and what do you know a little baseball hmm interesting we appreciate you tuning in as always guys that is episode eight in the books my name is thomas bosch hosting creator t bosch and the fellas talking life and sports we appreciate all the guys joining the show as always y'all stay positive stay productive and damn it be nice to each other <laughs>